Hi there, my name is Mary Kilolea. Welcome to the To Be Boulder podcast, providing career insights for the next generation of women in business and tech. To Be Boulder was created out of my love for technology and marketing, my desire to bring together like-minded women, and my hope to be a great role model and source of inspiration for my two girls and other young women like you. Encouraging you guys to show up and to be bolder and to know that anything you guys dream of, it's totally possible. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation. Hi there. Thanks for tuning in. Today's guest is Rochelle Waddell. Rochelle has been in the residential and commercial design business for over 20 years. She is an experienced sales executive in the industry of design materials and architectural elements. She currently works for Cambria as a commercial account manager And over the years, she has developed an invaluable network of contacts, loyal clientele, and really understands the power of social media for business. Rochelle, thank you for being here today. Hi, Mary. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Um, So I know we've been friends for a very long time. Our kids are kind of the same age. When we go on our walks or do things, I love hearing about your projects and you talking about design. It's kind of like a secret passion of mine. So. Tell me how you got started in this career path. Yeah, well, thanks. That was a great intro. And it's um, it's just one of those things that I have always had a love for good design, you know, different genres of design, whether it was like, you know, apparel or interiors. And, you know, I was trying to think back of like, where was my inspiration came from? And I was, um, my mom was so creative growing up. I mean, really, she was so passionate about like making her house a home. And I love that she was able to like create, you know, that warmth. And it really, I think, transcend into how she would, you know, because we didn't have a lot of money growing up. So she would actually take what she had and she would constantly be rearranging. She would, you know, take the furniture. I'd come home from, you know, school and my room would be all rearranged and she would, um, you know, I was always just amazed by how creative and how she was able to take that kind of spatial awareness. I mean, she was so effective in space planning. I was like, you know, she should have been an interior designer. And so, you know, cause really what interior design is, is creating that space, having vision for mm-hmm. your client And, you know, she was so good at that. And I think it also came from her mom. And I remember going to my grandmother's growing up and just, you know, she had such meaningful treasures and there was always stories around the pieces that she had. And I think, you know, being able to take what you have and turning it into something new and creative, that was something I always, um, you know, looking back, appreciated that creative process. And, when my mom wasn't, a, you know, didn't go into design, her sister did. And my aunt Pam, she was um, and still is a very talented interior decorator. And she really built a very successful career, um, huge, you know, family business. And it was in New Mexico. And so I remember growing up, my mom and I would take trips and we'd go to New Mexico. And she really just taught me the world of design. I mean, they had this amazing showroom with furniture and accessories and carpet, and they did the gamut. She worked with a lot of home builders. So she really offered, you know, one-stop shop. And um, I'd go on some of her in-home calls and it was just inspiring. And it was one of those things where I started realizing, well, I got to actually 
you know, if I want to do this design thing, let me, I I need to look for a job. So I actually um, found a part-time job working for a small high-end residential firm. And it was called Century Designs based out out of Eugene with um, this amazing, classy, um, phenomenal designer named Joan Cordemanche. And she was such an inspiration. I learned a lot from her. Um, She ran her own small business. And so I learned a lot about the business of interior design, planning, and, you know, procuring. She did it all. So I really got to assist on projects, building um, the organization of the materials library. That was really key because you really start to see what builds off of design and learning about the different products. Mm -hmm. And the materials library, I think, is where most Anybody that graduates or looking at design, you really start there, right? You look at materials and um, that was a huge learning curve, but it was a lot of fun too. And I found a really great job with a local contract furniture dealership. So they focused on office and workplace sales design. And um, I didn't really know what that was, but someone in my... um, my group at college was like, this is a great opportunity because they would post jobs um, on the board and great network, great way to actually um, learn more about the industry because what that um, dealership does um, is they actually go out and field calls to the design community to educate them on different like commercial and contract furniture. Because a lot of times a project will not only have um, a construction bid, but they will have the interiors package, which is an FF&E. So that's like furniture, fixtures, and equipment is what it stands for. So we would go out and be like, there's a liaison of, you know, creating kind of this education piece um, with designers and try to get them to, you know, call out your brand or put that, put you in their package. And I loved it because I got to get the inside scoop of design firms. So I'm, and I met a lot of designers. I got really involved in the industry and um, went to a lot of events and then got to go out on sales calls with some of the existing salespeople within the dealership. And that was like literally like learning the world of interior design in a larger scope. And I had no idea there were so many other opportunities I mean, of course, my little world of, you know, interior decorating and then realizing that commercial was kind of more my gig. Like I wasn't thinking at that point residential because I love being, I'm a people person. I Mm -hmm. love getting out. I love being around people. And um, so I started thinking in, in ways of using my degree I realized that, you know, finding solutions for designers was kind of more my thing. And I didn't see myself, you know, drafting all day on a computer. And that's really when I saw designers out there, that's, you know, that definitely um, is kind of where they start. They start in the library, they do a lot of drafting and they kind of work their way up. But for me, I was like, gosh, I like the freedom and Mm -hmm. I loved um, getting out and seeing people, but still working in that area of design. So, and still having, cause at the time I was going to college there, all of my professors and were practicing architects and designers. So it was really mm. in real time, getting a sense of what was really happening and that, and also helped with connections too. 
So upon that graduating role, I actually, in working as an intern, it ended up turning into an offer when my boss at the time said, hey, you know, we really would like to create this opportunity. It's going to be an architecture and design liaison position. Mm -hmm. And we really want you to be that kind of go between that, that person to person, go out and do lunch and learns, educate, you know, the designers um, on the product. So I did that for 18 and a half years. I was the sales rep for um, Maharam in textiles, and it was a great experience. Worked with the best Andy clients, you know, creating business relationships, um, got to work on some really cool projects with Nike and OHSU and lots of um, big facilities and, and colleges across the board. Um, it was a great experience, but you know, there's a time in, in our career and that, that was my only job that I had. I was really like, there may be a time right now. I'm 40. I was 45. This was two and a half years ago when I um, started with Cambria and I just, I needed to make a change. I wanted to find a brand that I could put my brand on that I could really stand behind. And mm-hmm. Cambria mm-hmm. really has been that brand. And I'm, yeah. And it's interesting because it's just one product category where with Maharam, I was wearing so many hats. I was wearing probably like 11 or 12 hats because they had so many different products. They were getting into rugs and digital imaging and wall covering and drapery. And so, you know, it was nice to just shift and focus on one product, which Cambria is the biggest quartz manufacturer in the U.S. and they're family owned. So it's, great culture, great people. I just, you know, I'm loving it. And again, it's only two and a half years, but it's been a pivotal and great, um, you know, second part of my career. So what's a typical day like for you in in working at Cambria? Okay. Let's go pre-COVID. I would say pre-COVID, you know, I, I love getting up. Of course, you know, I love my coffee, like, you do. And I have um, a moment where I look at like the business journal, the DJC, which is the daily journal, um, Portland business journal, and really looking at kind of what the scope of the industry is doing. I check my emails and I check my um, social media and I would, you know, whether it was post, I didn't post as much pre COVID. I feel like on a regular basis, as I feel like we've shifted so much in social media just to get in front of your client more and more. But, um, I felt like I still did that. And just, I also, um, would kind of plan my day where I would look at, you know, what firms I was going to be visiting. So the fact that, I could get up and I would go do maybe a presentation for a specific project with the designer. So like, for instance, shoot, maybe there was a project at Nike and they were putting together a schematic design and they're looking for a particular material. Like they were looking for different um, colors or designs for courts, for their countertops. So for their back for their vertical application, there's so many different ways you can use um, Cambria. And so being a part of that design process, mm-hmm. I love, that's the one thing I absolutely loved. So there was some of that being able to, and I think that was only because of our, you know, re, the built relationships as a rep, that is like 
the thing you strive for is someone to call you up and say, bring what you have in this colorway and this or that, and come and let's look at the palette or let's like work on this together. That doesn't always happen. A lot of times they've already gone to their library pulling options and then they call for samples. So then Mm -hmm. some of my day would be delivering samples, you know, dropping off samples, um, doing a layout display of what was the newest product launch. So I, you know, do a a layout in their library, or I would do um, a CEU um, presentation where it was more educational and they would get credit for it. Mm -hmm. Um, So there was kind of, I mean, it was really a a different day each day. Um, But generally it was being in front of my clients, whether it was architects or designers or end users, um, facility managers, and just trying to get your product out there as much as you could. A lot of um, lunch and learns are taking designers to lunch too. And, and so when COVID hit and we kind of all went digital, yeah, how, did you, did you panic? Did you just say, okay, let's get creative here? I mean, obviously yeah. I'm sure you got creative, but what were you thinking and how have you shifted? Yeah, it's a great question because um, I think everybody was like, what the hell do we do? You know, it was like, everybody is in the same boat. Like, although I really feel like our industry was already pretty forward in that, not necessarily on the sales side with reps, but for our architecture and design, they they did a lot of things over Skype. They would meet, I mean, a lot of their clients were not necessarily local. So they Mm -hmm. were doing a lot of that over... um, over virtual. So they were pretty familiar and some of them did work from home um, at times. So I think that wasn't so um, pivotal for them. I mean, I think not having the access to coming into the libraries as much or being able to be with their team environment, you know, face-to-face because things, you know, naturally organically happen when you're together. But for the rep side, it was like, oh my God, how am I going to launch a new product, you know, how am I going to show, you know, I'm going and meeting, how do I do my business development and, and personal, you know, connection with my people? That's like what we knew. So Cambria immediately got on and, and, um, started doing some really creative things where they would, um, you know, they were all really involved in social media anyway. And there was kind of a demand as a rep that you will be a part of social media. I was already on board with that. And um, I loved, because I, I just feel like the way I made connections with designers was because I was kind of an open book, right? Mm-hmm. Being transparent, mm-hmm. being real, being authentic. And I always had my social media open to my clients because I really felt like they were part of my, you know, they're my friends. So I want them to get to know me. I want to get to know them. So there was never um, that weird, awkward, like now you're coming into, you know, or I'm having to create my own business, like, you know, social media, it was just continue to grow what I already had existing. And so I think yeah. that's so important the the way that you look at social media and the relationships with your your clients like they're one you're being transparent and you're sharing things about your family your life um, because you're multifaceted because work and life blend um, and and that your clients 
are more than just clients. And that's why I think you've been so successful over the years is because when you did make transitions, people were loyal to you and really wanted to sponsor you or to see where you were going to see what you offer because you built that trust, that relationship. So what kind of tips do you have for others who are trying to network and build, you know, nurturing relationships? Yeah, thanks, Mary. I I really do feel like putting that wall down and really just being real with people is so key in our in particular now. I it's interesting because like you know now instead of being face to face, we're doing Zoom calls. Mm -hmm. So um, and I was listening to a designer talk about how, and this was really cool to hear. Like the veneer has been lifted. Like we now get to see in the world of we're all in this together, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, your cat or your dog or your kiddo or the dog, you know, door slams and it's like, okay, well I relate, you know? <laughs> so you kind of now are in this space of like, we're all sharing kind of some personal things, you know, that we normally wouldn't have shared, um, make sure you ask questions. You know, I, I always asked my designers like, cause I think collaboration, I always wanted to be making sure that I collaborate with other reps to mm-hmm. get, um, involved in different events and in front of our designers. They really appreciate that. They like when they can see pro- like maybe four products at the time at one time. So we would collaborate and get in front of them and, and offer some unique events or whatnot. And um, I think asking the question to designers, like, who are your favorite reps? Like, who who do you like working with? And so I would make sure that you, when you're collaborating, you collaborate with the right people. It's really key that you collaborate with um, other credible, you know, manufacturers, other credible people that designers see that same way that they see you. So when it comes to social media, do you plan out like your content calendar knowing with like, okay, this new launch of materials is coming out. And so I'm going to have, you know, this post, this post, and this post, or are you more living in real time with your work going side by side and then something kind of inspires you as it comes up? Yeah. So Cambria does a really great job that when they launch, they have kind of a calendar of how they're going to go out and promote their products. And so we can reshare some of that content. Ah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also, I, I find that it's great to reshare and I think we should. And, um, but also, you know, putting kind of your own personal, you know, stamp on it, whether it's, you know, making sure that, um, it speaks to you, you know, right. So it's not, so sometimes I'll share, like if I worked on a project and a designer, they just promoted this, you know, for instance, Sahali Lodge out at Mount, um, Hood Meadows. I just finished a project there with a design firm and they put on social media, their project and the, you know, who the GC was and just how great of a project it was. Um, I was able to share that Mm -hmm. and it, you know, made sense because it was a project that I got to work with the, with the designer. And so it's relatable. I think you just have to kind of put your own take and spin on it sometimes, but yeah, resharing camper is so great at content and they are constantly, they have completely their own marketing department that, I mean, I've never seen before in a, particular, um, 
you know, brand. What's been one of your, your favorite um, design projects that you've worked on recently with Cambria? Our product is really great with assisted living projects, healthcare. So I work with the Springs Living um, Group and LRS Architects is um, working with them um, on a few different sites that they have been doing one in um, out in Happy Valley and that's getting ready. But I did one in Sherwood. I did the one in Lake Oswego right downtown. It's a phenomenal project and it was really fun to go in with the GC and the subs and really get, you know, to see it in real time being installed. And that's what I love is our product category fits into so many different types of projects, whether it's healthcare, um, whether it's hospitality, I've worked on some hotels, you can get into um, so many different segments of our market that I think is really exciting. So where, where would you say your biggest design inspiration comes from? You know, I love still picking up an interior design magazine or um, Gray magazine or Metropolis magazine. Um, I love just reading about projects that are happening. And I love seeing um, my design and architecture firms and the projects that they are involved in. So for someone younger who is looking to get into a career in design and is unsure of potential career options, what advice do you have for them? Because I mean, I know you were great in, in, in talking about early on in your career. It was hard. There aren't too many design, design bachelors of design, right? But there's, you know, U of O locally here, Oregon, right? So there's only a handful of schools, but they're all over the country. There are schools that you can get to your design degree. Um, I would say that, you know, in high school, just even taking some drafting courses, taking mm-hmm. some, there are actually design courses that some high schools offer too. I wished I would have done that. I wish I would have, you know, been able to do that. Um, CAD classes, there's mm-hmm. um, learning because everything's on computer generated now, right? So mm-hmm. when it comes to drafting, I mean, we don't do the hand drafting and rendering anymore. It's all computer generated. So doing that, but also um, getting involved in different industry events. So I participate um, with IADA, which is the International Interior Design Association, and they have a student membership group at all the colleges. Um, so I would speak a lot of times um, to their class room um, and their designers or their um, student designs would come and ask questions to the reps because we kind of were kind of the in and out um, of different design and architecture firms. So we kind of had an understanding of what each one did because they're all unique. And so really finding your way into a firm, you just want to find the right Mm -hmm. fit. So they would ask a lot of questions, but I'd love being able to participate and, and help them kind of navigate that there's so many different ways to use your degree. And like I, I did, I went into sales instead of, you know, working in a firm, but they're, there are so many different avenues you can, you know, working in residential, you can own your own firm, working in commercial, working in hospitality, um, working at a, um, like OHSU or Kaiser, they have their own in-house design groups and design departments that works with their facilities. Um, so there's a lot of 
different avenues for sure. But I would say, you know, educate yourself with um, the local community design group, um, whether they're involved in IADA or ASID. There's a lot of different partnerships with design that you can um, just ask, you know, the question and just continually be um, curious, I feel like. And just I feel like so many people forget to just continually ask questions and ask, and yeah, you're like, where do we ask? You know, I mean, reps like myself, I have designers who are always curious, should I would love to be a rep sometime? What would that look like? So I think just mm-hmm. always making sure you ask the question. That's awesome. That is great advice. And I'm glad that you talked about a couple of those industry um, resources. So you also were an active mentor down in U of O. Can you talk to me about your experience and the experience for the mentees? I love being involved in, um, I was actually the head of the student um, mentorship program and um, membership with IDA. And I loved being able to go on campus and they have a resource center at the school of architecture and in at U of O. And um, I love, you know, presenting and talking about different products. And of course I did it with Maharam and I, I um, have done it with Cambria and they're just soaking up all, you know, they're learning so much that they're just ask all mm-hmm. these great questions. And so I think it's so important for us reps to make sure that we get in and talk with the students in mind that are doing design later on, because they're going to be your clients, you know, at some point if they stay in the territory. Right. So it's like, well, you're gaining, you're again, it's you're touching those touch points of gaining relationships. And that I, it's funny, I look back and I, I have designers that I've been working with that um, I knew when they were in college and um, they, Mm -hmm. you know, will remind me like, oh my God, I remember Rochelle when we did this or, you know, I remember when I came to my class and that's when I remember first meeting you or you got me really involved in IDA and I didn't really know. So it's those things, those time and those moments where you hear back that it actually was valuable and it was important. And so I still do it today. Okay, one question that I ask everyone. Yeah. Uh, what does to be bolder mean to you? I think confident, being courageous, constantly um, curious, and making sure you're authentic in everything you do. The other thing is being proactive. I mean, especially as a salesperson, just making sure you're constantly being proactive, thinking big picture, listening with the intent to understand, not the intent to reply. And I think, you know, listening a lot too, because a lot of the designers, you know, I think reps, salespeople that just want to talk about their product, right? And you could, you know, have a whole script together and you're talking away when in fact, that may not even be a product that they probably would necessarily need at that moment, but finding what their need and their want is first and listening to what kind of projects they get involved in and how you can, you know, be helpful. And so um, I think it's so important to make sure that you're, um, you know, being that authentic self and that's, I don't want a salesperson. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, it has been an amazing opportunity to talk to you and hear your story and learn about your career. How can people get um, in touch with you if they want to learn more? So I'm on LinkedIn. Um, 
Rochelle Waddell and my, I think email for, um, isn't my work email. It's Rishi, R-I-S-H-Y-W at gmail.com. Um, social media, I'm Rishi W and, um, I'm definitely on Instagram and Facebook. You know, I absolutely love that you do this, Mary. It's so awesome. I'm just, I'm so excited that you had me. Thank you so much. Ah, you're welcome. It's been a joy. Thanks, honey. Thanks for listening to the episode today. It was really fun chatting with my guest. If you liked our show, please like it and share it with your friends. If you want to learn what we're up to, please go check out our website at 2bbolder.com. That's the number two, little b, boulder.com.